Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Boom, what's going down? Hey, Executive Protection Lifestyle, this is Byron Rogers and Aaron Malden. We're just uh, coming to you to do a quick live kind of hangout question and answer period, maybe go over a little bit of content that um, we've just been playing with. Um, I guess we'll start off with a little bit of a background. Uh, myself, let's see here, I uh, started off in the game 2008. When I uh, first got out of the out of the Marine Corps, 0351 anti tank assaultment, all that fun jazz, um, got onto a big international executive protection detail out of uh, California, jumped around to over 60 different countries over the course of about seven or so years. Um, then I started working the Cali sector and uh, just started running basically every client demographic the industry has to offer. Uh, just in just, you know, in a circle basically, um, and kind of chasing the pager and working for a number of different companies. And now, you know, I'm running my own firm, uh, Bravo Research Group and doing some other really cool things in the area. So uh, that's really mostly my background here. Uh, likewise, I was uh, a lean, mean, shitbag Marine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was a 0331, uh, but I was a, a Woodland Camel Marine. So okay. that, that dates me a little bit uh, yeah. pre-GWAT. Yeah. Pre yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, Coming in the industry, uh, pretty much over the last 13 years since then, I've been conducting uh, close protection, protective intelligence, surveillance detection um, uh, operations on an international level for Fortune 500 clients to A-list celebrities, ministries, uh, sports team owners, uh, entertainers, and even equestrian horses. Equestrian horses? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. cool. That's new. You have to think if I've done anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was, uh, oh, but hey, you know, me and Byron are always jiving back and forth, and obviously we're here, like a lot of the other guys that have their uh, pages to help better the industry, uh, to dispel myths, yeah. I guess, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that guys come out of school, which is your baseline skills. You need to know mm -hmm. those skills, but when it comes, you know, the, the client, the culture, the environment, um, it dictates your SOPs and including your budget and, and their thoughts on, on security because people see yeah. stuff like, oh, that's not correct. Well, there's not always pursuing doom yeah. on your client lurking around the corner, you know. And situation dictates tactics 100%, you know. And I guess that's kind of what we're always doing. We're managing perception, the perception of the client, uh, also the perception of the guys coming into the detail along with, you know, kind of what we believe 
will keep the client the safest. It's, it's the way that we look to the client. It's the way we look to the public. What makes the public believe the client safe? Do the, do the, do the, does the public even know that we're there with a the client? You know, um, that's yeah, one overt or covert. Yeah, you know, there's those those measures as well. So I don't know. We got some we got we got some folks hopping on here. You guys got any questions? Hey, what's <laughs> up? Good to see you, Paul. Good afternoon, Justin. We got James we, Fry. What's up? What's man? up? What's up? There's some other dudes up here. Frey Dog, I think you're in here. Hey, Terry, it's always good to see you, man. Um, if you guys have any questions while we're talking, fire them away, and you know we'll start kicking stuff down on it. Um, but until then, I guess we'll just go over some of the content we have. Did you, yeah. Was there anything specific? <clears throat> yeah. You know, I want to start on you know over, being in this game for a long time. There's, I, I, I don't want to talk on a negative content, but I think yeah. the. The, the best way for us to learn is if we fail or fuck up and we make sure it's never done again, right? Right. So what I want to talk about is positioning with the client. Okay. Okay. So that's a, a big thing where, you know, the biggest thing that's going to get you in trouble coming on new detail, especially if you're a primary AIC, is, is um, when you need to be there, when you don't, and how do you dictate your time and distance from the client. And the easiest way that I... I teach that is I have two terms when I'm with the client. It's the eyes inside out. So that's when you're pretty much in close proximity of the client. So you're looking from the inside of the security bubble out, right? Right. Then I have uh, a term. one of the quickest ways to know who the new guys are. Because the new guys will be the guys that are like all up on the client, like watching them and stuff. And you're like, yo, face that way. That's where anything's going to come from out there. You know, like know where the client is but orient your you know weapons outboard you know? <laughs> and uh the other term is is uh eyes outside in so the best way to dictate the position of your client um obviously it's threat level uh environment that he's working in but uh here with the united states the best way i put it is if you have your kid and you guys are at disneyland it's at night and everyone's leaving the park there's more probabilities of something happening to him getting lost you lose inside of them so you're kind of up on top of them and on point, right? Looking yeah. where the path you need to go. Now, if you're with your kid at the park across the street from your house, there's no need to be on top of them. What are you gonna be doing? You're gonna be sitting on the park park bench, you're gonna be sitting across the street and that's eyes outside in. So that's the best way to dictate, um, you know, when and where you need to be around the client, yeah. you know? And the, well, on that too, you know, there's like, there's so much wisdom there because one of the biggest mistakes I see with dudes when they come on a detail, they're like, there's something to be said for a transition from military protection to executive protection. You know what I'm saying? So like you get done and you're thinking it's so rigid and like, I got to know where you are at all times. You know what I mean? Arms like the way at all yeah, times. Yeah, I have to be up on you at all times. But what I'm finding personally, and this is all just experience, theory, you know, and, and experience that we have here, Bruce Lee, absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless, add what is essentially your own. We're not saying these things because we think we know everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're just awesome. people that are willing to contribute and give you what we got. So, you know, let situations dictate tactics. But one of the things that I see a lot of guys kind of that can help a lot of guys is when they get on a client is knowing when to tighten it up like you're talking about and when to just give them space. If you have a good mastery of the environment, you can see the terrain, uh, the threat level is relatively low if ever there is such a thing, but you have a good mastery on the environment, give your client, and if your client doesn't mind it, you know, obviously you, you have to fill that out, but giving them a little bit more space, letting them have their own kind of, um, having their own space is 
a great way to be there, help them feel protected, but not have them feel like your seatbelt is too tight. Like uh, I think Master Joseph Joseph's talking about seatbelt security, right? Um, if your seatbelt is too tight, they're not going to want to wear you. And some guys, you know, I've seen that kill guys because they're right up on top of you know uh, clients like all the time when you don't actually have to be. You want to actually like what I've found that works for me that's, uh, that that clients like is I'm here, you live your life. I'm going to be as much out of your way as possible, and I'm going to try and assist you when I can as much as possible. Um, and so, yeah, no one going to be close, and no one going to be far away. If I'm in a crowd, if I'm if we're in a crowd and things are picking up, and I and I've got a lot of unknowns around me, yeah, I'm going to tighten it up. And you're communicating with your client the whole time. They're going to look at you. You're going to feel that kind of okay. Now it's time for me to be that guy that's just happened to be around. And you hit it. So like a lot of you guys, I uh, have a lot of training. We train in like human behavior, micro mannerisms. Mm -hmm. Use that on your client. Yeah. You know, my client, our, our client, that we're, he has telltale signs. We know when he's uncomfortable, when he's irritated, when he's ready to move. And the biggest thing, too, is what I call like a, a hasty risk assessment, guys. So if if we're going, a lot of people don't know who our client is. Mm -hmm. So if we're... Which is nice when that yeah, happens. <laughs> we're out and about. We don't need to be on. We're eyes outside in. We're giving him space, letting him do his things. And we're, yeah. we, we have a big screenshot of Long who's where and who's doing what. So yeah. he's free to roam. Now... When we are in his environment and yeah. there's 120,000 people coming to see him and they want him, yeah. then we're basically, you know, in in the bubble, in the bubble. And you'll, if you went through studying the Secret Service or State Department, they call it the uh, centric greens of security. Uh, with an EP, I want to change that. I want to, I call it the onion layer. The so, onion layer. So, so just because <laughs> when you cut open an onion, there's just layer Layers. upon layer upon <laughs> layer upon up. layer. I'm digging it. That so when we talk about it, we talk about, oh, hey, we have to have, to have physical electronics and, Informational and, and hu human means to do this. No, I just have to know that there's a layer. If my client's in a room, that door's a layer. That next door to come out of that door is a layer. I'm outside that door. There's another layer. Then I have Byron out there chilling watching the the walkway that's another layer so Dang don't it. think it of just rings now there's a caveat to that though um when you think of rings you can think of uh venues right so if we're at a stadium you know the, the first inner ring is going to be the stage the second is going to be um the the outside field that we have to move to to get to the uh the catacombs get underneath then the third ring will be in those uh, in the event area, so break it down. It's you don't you can think outside the box, and the best way to do it is is just kind of what we're here to do is try to relay the information for you to retain it, and not just be like cookie cutter like that's what you got to yeah. do. No, this is this is reality, guys. And yeah. it's just if there's not pursuing doom on your client, you don't need to you know hug their space. Right, and and also dealing in what I try to deal with is like principles, like. But we're giving you a kind of principles and ways of looking at something that can address a larger spectrum of situations. You know what I mean? Like if you're thinking about rings, that fits the green room scenario, that fits the stage scenario, that fits even vehicular movements and things like that. You know, that's kind of a principle. It's a way of thinking. Yeah. You know, um, baseline. Everyone has to have a baseline understanding, and you yeah. build. You build from you there. Build on that. No, that's what's up. That's good stuff. That proximic stuff is real. That's one way I see a lot of guys trip on themselves is they're just up on, you know, the client. The client's like, all right, dude, this dude is too much. You know what I mean? Because you know, it's, it's like dating at first. You know what I mean? It really is <laughs> like dating. I'll be the first to admit it. New client, you're a little bit nervous every single time you get in the car. You guys got to figure out your rhythm. You got to figure out your, like, 
okay, you know, like, you want me to get doors? You want me to not get doors? You want me to, like, you know, do we get doors or do we not get doors? You know, that's another, like, EP thing, you know, do, do I help you with this bag? Do I not help you with this bag? How do you want me to do this? Um, and how close do you want me? When do you want me close? You know, there's a lot to be said for not paying attention and making it obvious that you're not paying attention to certain conversations that your clients are having. So you're kind of getting this whole social flow situated with this person and it's natural to be a little nervous, but one thing that can help you a lot is the proximics and feeling like when you need to be close and when you don't need to be close. And it's another way that your client will be able to see that you know what you're doing. If your client gets uncomfortable with a situation and you're already right there, boom, you just, you just score two points, you know what I'm saying? If they're like, hey, I'm just with my friends right now and you're like at the back of the room just on Overwatch, they're like, all right, this dude's cool, he can hang with me. Um, and a good way to put that is uh, when you're setting up a, a new detail and they haven't had security before and you're not gonna have direct communication with the client, like which I had a very, very wealthy client from overseas come in and I maybe said six words to him in like yeah. six months, but my pure communication was with his personal assistant. She was my best friend. Hey, what are his dudes? What are his don'ts? Um, uh, how do we prep the room? How do we sweep the room yeah. after leaves to make sure he didn't leave anything? I've had clients leave their wedding rings in hotels, bathrooms, and we're, you know, yeah, I have the, have the last, the, the, the luggage guy go do last sweep and, and find his ring or his Money. charger. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, um, but with a good detail lead like we have here on the team that we have, he's big on do's, don'ts, etiquettes, yeah. and they're to inform guys, and then he slowly <clears throat> gets his face every day on this detail in front of the client so the client sees him, he's a little bit more familiar, so if we yeah. do have to do a, a quick change, flip and flow, and he's in front of the client, he knows the etiquette, he knows the procedure, so. Right. And we were talking about this yesterday, is there's, you, be a leader, guys, be the leader that you'd wanna be led by, don't be yeah. a manager, don't be a boss, because yeah. in this industry, if we don't bring the guys up, we can't go anywhere, yeah. we can't be, you know, we, we can't move up in position, and. That's that's a big thing because a lot of, a lot of times you can't be the tip of the spear all the time, man. Yeah, dude. And B, <laughs> learn how to lead from the front, yo. Like two things. One, use your assets. The second you get into a new detail or anything, yo, look around at the people who've been there that survive, that understand the terrain, that understand <laughs> where all the tripwires are and start getting information from them. Don't be the cool security dude who's like the ultra mega like, I'm too good to hang out with the house staff. Yo, learn from the house mics, learn from the secretary, learn from the bookkeeper and understand the social environment you're in because that's the number one threat that's gonna get you kicked off the details of social environment, in my opinion. Um, so be a team player with every faction of that detail and build all those people into your security strategy, you know, uh, because they're components to the everyday workings of what you're trying to do there. Um, and then the second thing was, <clears throat> Oh man, I was right on what you were talking about. I think I forgot, bro. <laughs> but no, like you know, the most. Oh, that's it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> lead from the front, yo. So you may not be the detail leader, but I think one of the things the best teams we've worked on is everybody's giving everybody information all the time. I think there's almost nothing more frustrating than an information bottleneck in a detail, bro. And straight up, <laughs> straight up, like when you're, you may be the pawn, the you may be the halls and walls guy. Pass info up. Let your guys that are at the top know what you're seeing. Um, just be making plays and continually staying in that OODA loop with the detail and pass information. Be the best follower who is leading the people who are at the top of the detail by giving them information and looking out for them as possible. And that's how, that's how you move up because that's how you gain trust. Because then your leaders are like, yo, I can trust this cat. He's paying attention. Yeah. He's giving me info. He heard the secretary's talking about what time we might go green light. He just passed me that info. Like. 
that is gold on yeah. the detail because a lot of times you won't have straight communication with the clients. No, and that's and we'll get. I want to touch on the communication piece too, but like real quick, we're, what we're here doing or what we're saying is not going to be any operational opsec violations yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But you know, then we're working out here um, the magnitude which we talked about before. We you know have a great close protection team. We have other elements. We have access control, statics. Now this is a big thing, guys. So when our team's all set up and the client's in, in, in the green room and they're like, man, hey, we make good time. We got 45 minutes to kill, you know? So- Curveball. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. So yeah. being a leader, I'm like, all right, hey, downtime. Hey, yeah, you three, yeah. stay here. You three, go get chow right yeah, now, right? Yeah. So get, you'll things. get the chow. And then I'm like, hey, did we, you know, is the vehicles prepped for departure? Because a lot of times we'll do that at the last hour, but like, I don't want to get in that, sorry. But um, what, what when these guys or if we have downtime, I'm you know, is it cool to, to sit outside the green room in, a, in another area where it's AC and snack and all this stuff? No, where I go out and I'm doing my routine patrols, mm -hmm. I'm going out and I'll hit the outside, see if there's protesters, um, I collect you know, protective intelligence if the uh, static units haven't done. Yeah. Then once I go from the outside, I go to the inside, then I go up to the command post and I go, I go see James up there, man. I'm like, hey. Uh, what, what do you got? Yeah, what do you got? What, what's going on? And then we'll start game planning. Our snares like, hey, if something did happen at this instant, how could I command you to, to shut lights, turn lights off, yeah. to, to direct, uh, cut to commercial, whatever, to so we can handle that emergency procedure and yeah. two million people are not watching it, like that's, live streaming on the internet. Yeah. You know? And that's part of ours is protecting the brand of the client. Brand is big, man. Protecting the brand, protecting, that's huge, man, because... I mean, just like you guys know, like damage to the brand and the integrity of the brand is just almost as bad as having something happen to the detail. But on what you were saying about resurrecting dead time, I like to call it like, <laughs> we learned it in the Marine Corps because they're like, you got downtime. And you like start to chill out and they're like, you better be working on your gear, you know, like, and you're like tightening up your gear and you do all this stuff. But one of the reasons I think that we've been able to be really successful and deal with a lot of curveballs real well on various details is because that downtime, like I'm digging in, like I get downtime, I'm talking to local assets, I'm understanding who's around, I'm getting a good breast of the situation. I'm in the OODA loop of the detail the entire time. Like I'm like, all right, so he's gonna wanna go left or he's gonna go wanna go right, we're gonna do this. And I'm like in my head going through this stuff. So there's like software in my mind written already for everything we're gonna do, which makes it so I can do it with confidence. So when my client's on my six or when I'm walking my client, however I'm doing it, like, you being able to execute movements with with that confidence and for me personally because some guys are just like on the fly guys but for me like i'm going over everything in my head so i'm like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that boom always so i know like two to three moves ahead what i'm gonna be doing where things are going what kind of curveballs i'm looking at and really just mapping everything out in my head when i have that downtime so that way no matter what the next move is i'm dialed in and i'm ready to rock that's like huge for me with dead time yeah, that's why I got bags under my eyes because it's like mentally <laughs> straining because you're process. Like I call it's it a grind. Uh, you got to turn yeah, it into a yeah, flow, man. Yeah, like in CQB, man, we call it greedy eyes, right? Greedy, yeah, greedy eyes. eyes. Yes, you're, you're, I love you're that. You get in the room, you're scanning, you're, you're processing like as much as information, right? Yeah. When you when you pass through that stressful, how much information can you process and and um, um, effectively deal with? Yeah. Like, make wise decisions with, make good tactical decisions with. You know, and a lot of what we do is like mad fluid, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like just, you have your plans, but you, the fluidity of the situation when you're dealing with humans and what they want and need and that one place we went last Thursday, can you take me there right now? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that's the game. And I think that's a lot of what separates 
good guys from bad guys and being able to deal with that while maintaining like a calm professionalism. I've seen some guys get flustered and stressed out. And like, hey, you can't like, show emotion no, on you. It's like <laughs> that's a big thing because your energy reflects the client. Because if, if you're all barometer. amped up, the client's like, "What's wrong with this guy?" Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like he likes to his job or is there something yeah. I missed? Exactly. Am I not paying him enough? You know. You know. With that being said, too, guys, is that on this particular detail, which I love uh, working on, is we have what we have our client right, and our client then has the family or what I call HPPs, like high priority um, uh, personnel, right? Mm -hmm. Then outside that, you have VIPs. So there's two or three other details that are intermixing with yours, even though they, they're part of the family, they may be part of the, the company or the establishment. Then you have VIPs that are coming to see your client yeah. and they have their security. So as me being the lead advance, um, you know, I'm blessed to be able to advance major sports stadiums on, on a nuclear scale and then not only make sure my guys are dialed in and wired tight, then next you know I'll get a phone call and say, hey, there's a Secret Service guy here and so-and-so's come in and what they information you got. So, it, yeah. And so now i got to pass off. And this is unique and this is what I like about our, uh, our Lima, our leader, <laughs> is when I'm doing advance, I get... Uh, Two additional or even three additional uh, personnel on site so I can hand duties off or pitch them to go help facilitate the, uh, the rivals of our VIPs and all that does is make us look better from the client's view yeah. the company's view and our guest view they're like wow like you know they showed up their security team had us got in they yeah. whisked us in straight to the green room they had our VIP stuff set up so you know our responsibility Responsibility as a client going back to the branding and the organization. Yeah, I was not... just about to bring it back there. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and this is the soft skill stuff that we're talking about, guys. Yeah, we can sit man. here and talk about tactics. Yo, and I love tactics. Yeah. You see on like my Instagram and Facebook, I'm all like doing it all. But the soft skills, there's so much to be said for them. And like Shen downtown leads to shenanigans. I like that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, but and then with um the brand thing, man, just to park on that for a minute. One thing I want guys to to recognize is you represent your personal brand as an executive protection agent everywhere you go, everything you do, it's gonna follow you around. It's a small industry, it's 1% of the security industry, and when you get to a certain level of success, everybody knows everybody, you know what I'm saying? So you've really gotta be paying attention to that with every decision you make. One of the things that I see, and I just blogged about through this down on my website, one of the things that I see makes Let's Guys last longest is having good character. It's the good dude, man. He's a good dude. When someone looks at you like, that's a good dude, you're like, okay, that's a good dude, cool, cool. It like blasts everything else. The second thing is, like, like I don't care where you came from. Like, if it's a good dude, like I'll work with him. You know what I'm saying? If a good dude tells me he's a good dude, but you know that's you know that's, that's what the background. That's are, watering it down, but you get it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like that's like like there's two guys that I worked with were some of the best guys I've ever worked with. Yeah. No military, no law enforcement. They have the drive, yeah. and they they went to schools, and they they had to work harder than everyone else to get there. To get there, so they're so what they had was they're, more they're valuable. Because guys are like, oh, I got background, that's why I'm here. Well, this yeah. guy's like, I just you know. Slugged it out every time. Yeah, I have to you prove know? myself every time. Because you're going to ask me what my background is, and I'm going to have to tell you not law enforcement or military. So now I got to come out into this detail and earn it every single so time. So here, here's the story. So when I first came on to support you guys, so I support them on, on the, the the lead advance for when we, we travel and do it venues. So I'm not full time with them. Obviously, I'm with AS Solution have, uh, as their executive protection operation and training manager, but I come out to support in one 
to stay fresh, to see what's going on, yeah, what's new. Up, man. Um, and I think it was three or four years, or four or five years ago, when I first came on, I got attached. Uh, this guy Tom came on, and I see that question, Jenny. We'll get to that in a okay. second. Yeah. So uh, and that's actually a good question. Yeah, it is. Um, so long story short, we'll keep some. Get to Jenny's question is, I got attached to this guy. He came on and. I, it was the first time or the second time I was actually doing a, a NFL stadium event so I was like alright man I gotta get on so the guy comes and everyone's greeting and at that time I'm like hey dude all egos aside I don't care where you come from yeah. what your background is yeah. uh, we have an hour to get this done and, yeah. and get it on report get it out and get the rival so let's rock and roll so worked with wow. him for three or four That's days um, came in and then when I left I'm like wow those guys are really scored, scored away and I'm like yeah you know he's a, a uh, he's a Lieutenant with such and such PD, and he's a lieutenant uh, oh, Colonel of the yeah, Marine Corps. Yeah, I, was like, talking about, yeah. dude, I was like, squared away, bro. The double sir, we call him. <laughs> yeah, the double sir. So the I was like, sir. I was like, like I should have been going like, to him. Like, snap pop with this yeah. dude. <laughs> and so I just, I felt he was on it. But think about it. Like, he's a lieutenant colonel. He's a lieutenant on a, on a police uh, department, local police department. Police department. And I'm sitting there, he's like, hey, what do you need? Why are we doing this? I'm like, X, Y, and Z. He's like, oh, okay, that, that's great. And he's always asking questions. And I was like, so now I'm like, I need to find out a little bit more about people to get a similar background. Yeah. Because that, to me. It's a pertinent question. And it was level of respect for yeah. me. You yeah. know, level yeah. of respect for him and not, you know. Um, yeah. I think it's a pertinent question, but I think a lot of guys hold too much stake on it. And I'll also say the guys that hold the most stake on it are doing the least now or the yeah. guys that aren't able to live as, 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 as well in the moment because their identity was in the past, really. Those yeah. are the glory days. But real quick, before we get that question. So Jenny's question. Yeah, Jenny's question. But to finish what I was saying about branding, the last thing I'll say about it is you represent your personal brand. You represent the brand of the company you work with and work for, and you also represent your client's brand. You got three you got three jerseys you're wearing every single decision you make out there in the field. So uh, managing perception and branding is big. Now, I saw Jenny, and it looks like Ernest are, uh, hollered back and put some, in, some yeah. content on that. But Jenny was asking how frequently we work with females in the EP game. You want to start that off? Yeah. So... Uh Extremely valuable asset on, on many levels um, with AS. So, Jenny, if you are looking, we are looking to hire female <laughs> I'm not agents. saying, I'm just saying. So, you know, uh, uh, PM me. Uh, we'll probably go to my other box, um, but we can contact. But there's details right now that are, are all women. Um, they're great working with families, but also, too, on big corporate advances. Women tend to be able to have a better power of uh, power of persuasion, persuasion. Um, yeah on advance work getting through venues so if I don't want to drop names but there's two girls within our corporate uh, company um, AS Solution that are lead advances and their money because of that fact women are great to work with I just feel bad because I think a lot of women have to deal with the a lot of unprof yeah, unprofessional guys uh, in the industry so from a surveillance counter surveillance protector role from advance and for uh, multitasking, yeah. value asset, and I'm uh, gonna mentor one uh, over the next two days um, to get them in the job of things. But yeah, 100% valuable. You guys are our gold. You're unicorns. You're few and far between. And uh, if you're looking for employment, like I said, reach out, and I'll get your resume to HR to have them uh, look it over. Yep. And the only thing I'll say, he basically said all of it, is when they're dialed in they're on point there's nothing worse than watching someone who's an underdog in a scenario 
not be able to deliver. So like, yeah, that's what you want is because you know, like, I'm be that guy, bad guy, but like, it's almost like a man's world. Protection's been something that men have really dominated. Even for a dude who's not a law enforcement or, or military background, he's struggling. Yeah, you know I'm saying to get into this little niche of security, this like one percent. And so with that, you know, you have also a female coming in. Okay, cool. Make sure you are wired tight. Like my grandparents used to tell me, you know, growing up black, you're gonna have to be twice as good as everybody else to get half the credit. True or not, that's how I grew up and it got me here. Good to go. So I would say to women, go into this game with that 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 mindset and that idea. You know what? I'm gonna prove myself. I'm gonna be twice as good. Um, because you know, there are realities out there that are like, yo, you know, like is she, how is this person going to protect this other person when I'm bigger and stronger physically or things like this? You know what I mean? Whether they're accurate or not, this is all to be just all to be obviously talked about. But the reality is you're kind of an underdog in the industry. If I can just speak plainly, that's my opinion. So bring your a game, bring your a game. That's my advice. Bring your a game. Well, and also too, what I tell, tell everyone in the industry, if they're like, well, my resume, I have all this that. So let's take five, Five people that have sorry the noise yeah. the same five backgrounds yeah. same military what are you going to contribute to that family that corporation that is outside everyone else so uh, I've yeah, seen uh, females really succeed yeah. is on the medical side yeah. they're EMT they're they're paramedics so now it's just like dude valuable skill yeah. set uh, and you know we need it you know yeah. and especially for you know, family and travel too, because you got executives, we, we have female executives, yeah. and there's places and things that uh, females are easily, to, are they can deal and handle. They can deal with better, yeah. Yeah, than, than, than a guy, you know, we, uh, yeah, it's. No, um, it's big. So that's a good question. I wonder if we have any other questions that are rolling around in here. Okay. So here, here, here's something I want to touch on too, guys, yeah. is um, when, when, we, when we go to schools or, or do scenarios, I, I break it down to the micro and the macro. Micro and macro. So when they're like, hey, uh, attack on principle, what do you do? Oh, we cover, evacuate. Okay, that's the macro plan. Let's talk about the micro, those steps. If your client's on, on stage speaking in a hall, passes out, the explosion, something happens, mm -hmm. when we gotta move that client, where are we moving them to? What are potential hazards going downstairs, upstairs, right? Um, how are we gonna, uh, move the client from there. If there is a medical emergency, for instance, um, and it's in a public realm, what precautions do we have in the micro to create a barrier wall so pictures are not being taken, it's not being filmed, we can confidently work on him, communicate, get EMTs in or or move. Those are the micro details that you gotta, you really gotta take into consideration. And one's like, hey, we'll just cover and evacuate. Well, you're gonna cover and evacuate at night down three flights of stairs to get to the vehicle to get them out. What are our procedures to do it safely and securely? And excuse me, and so if the AIC is moving, one guy pushes out and stays ahead. Like these are the, the things that we're always problem solving and, and, and thinking that's about. Just, that's the and stuff you have to be sitting there thinking about before yeah. it happens all the time. And I mean, just a small thing on that too is like, this is kind of why I say, 
It's not like just a job, dude. It's a lifestyle. Like they're like, oh, you know, I got out of the Marine Corps, and they're like, oh, you get, you know, like I didn't get diagnosed with PTSD, but I am hyper vigilant. I'm always paying attention, and that was one of the things that I was kind of like, this is awesome because I'm always kind of staying in that OODA loop. This is the plan. I'm at a place with my wife. I'm like, that's our hard room. Anything happens, go in there. I'll figure out what's going on. I'm gonna sit over here. You know what I mean? And like thinking that way and taking that paradigm with you in your everyday life is the best way to get good at it so that it's second nature. So that you walk into a venue, you're moving with your client, and you're in that OODA loop of the detail, constantly thinking about what are those macro concerns. Yeah, this is our large movement, but what are all the little things we gotta get done right? Hey, you know, in order to pull that off effectively without, all, without Murphy jumping all up in our cereal and ruining yeah. everything, because Murphy's real. Yeah, and like right now, let's say we, we we do have an uh, emergency and it calls for evacuation. We're moving the client where we've we've mapped it out, getting them down the stairs, getting them across an open space to the vehicles, but then we're shorthanded. So we don't, we don't have a guy designated in the vehicles so the vehicles are in a, a, a controlled space. Right. So now we got a radio and that the, the key master um, has to get the vehicles prior to us and prep those vehicles, get the, the gates open um, and basically start mapping out when uh, they say, okay, hey, we're gonna evacuate them. Well, where are you gonna go? Oh, well, wherever we're going, are those addresses preset in the GPS of the car? So it doesn't matter if for some reason I get in the car or Byron gets in the car, we have de dedicated spots to get off property going, hey, it's too far to go home. There's a relative house uh, close by. Uh, yeah. We can we can stage them up in the hotel across yeah. the street because it has means. These are all those micro plannings that within time you can get from the client because you know with the client going, hey, if this happens, we're, we're going to move off site. Uh, uh, temporarily to the rest of the family or other VIPs or HPPs, high priority um, personnel get off, we get back in and, and we punch out. Um, oh, I forgot, he had a good question. Um, so hey, about not having law enforcement or military background, uh, to me it's irrelevant. How do you build experience? Yeah. And we were just talking about okay. this, guys. Uh, so uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps and then I went to ESI, their 30-day PSD package, I was ready to go. I sent out there was no there was no social media back then, guys. Yeah, this so it was, was like, MySpace. This is like good old boys times. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, times we had to pick up the phone call, ask someone out for coffee. Know somebody. Know somebody. So I applied for like 89 jobs. This dude wanted it bad. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so, you know, and then uh, I got a, a hit on you know the ESI network. It was like a Yahoo chat thing we got going. Okay. But guys were like, hey, you're almost there. You just don't have an experience. I'm like, well, I you know, did this and this. So the best way to build experience, guys, go to every security company in your town. Doesn't yeah, matter if it's G gold, son. G4S, SOS, um, whoever's there, Pinkerton, get your resident. Pinkerton, do your dirt time, bro. And I'll get a one-day call. Hey, uh, we got a Rolex dealer coming in to McCarran Airport. You need to do an armed transport and take them around. Uh, here's a car, boom. So now I'm like, and hey. you've been our solid dude who's done all our dog crap details, so we know we can count on you. You know what I'm saying? You got you got yeah. struggle credentials. Yeah, you know I mean, you got the stripes. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, stand in front of a uh, you know doing uh, protecting the cigarette girls. <laughs> you know what I mean, you don't want to, but you got to do it. But it's it's standing in a suit. I, one was doing a static armed security at a high profile funeral in Vegas when yeah. it was 120 degrees, and I'm out there just melting. But hey, you got you got to get your stripes. You got to dig. You got to eat it. Man. Man to get up there, but the best thing about that is, is it diversifies you. But guys yeah. are like, oh, well, I only worked two days. Put on your resume. You worked, yeah. you worked um, robbery suppression for yeah. a, a Fortune 500 company. Big hey, events, you know, yeah, festivals, like all of it. Nothing is uh, 
nothing is below you guys. Yeah, that's the thing you have to realize, bro. Digging this industry, like, it's, and even if it's armed, unarmed, whatever, just get on it. And that's how you network. You meet good guys. Literally, here is the, this is the, this is, this is how, at least I built mine, how I've seen a lot of guys do it, is you get on all those details. You render, and this, I was gonna talk about how to stand out. You get on all those details, you render a high quality of service, no matter whether you guys are guarding dead chickens or something, you, whatever it is, bro, there's some crappy ones out there, and you do a good job, and you work with those dudes, and you go over and above, not just for the employer, but for the teammates, you cover your teammates, and you render a higher level of service, and then you know what happens? Your phone rings. And then Jeff, from the detail last week, when you guys were like, in some horrible situations, like, yo, I got this thing. I got this da-da-da-da-da's coming in town. I need some good dudes. You help me down here. And every single time you go to a course, every single time you're on a detail with somebody, what happens? You are marketing yourself to the industry because those guys are all going in different places, in different directions, and they are carrying that experience with you. And they'll be the guys that call you back and like, yo, I got this other thing. And then next thing you know, your reach and reputation is starting to make a place for you in the industry. That is the quickest way to carve out a whole If Byron put, put it best, social intelligence is going to be your biggest asset to build in this yep. industry. The client doesn't care how big of a ninja you are, how good you can drive your sub-second draw. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just basically how you conduct yourself in that environment. Brand. And here's, here's three tips I'm going to give you guys. I'm actually going to do this. Um, for AS Solution, because we're on a big hiring push right now, uh, is one LinkedIn page. 100% important, guys. Get it right. Even if you don't work for us, you work for someone else, You say you work for a company out of uh, Texas, you may be subcontracted out by one of our clients, and guess what every director does? Hey, who are my drivers for this detail? Who are supporting this? He gets on LinkedIn. He does one. One, you have a LinkedIn page. Two, he's gonna look at your experience, and on top of that, what, who's endorsed you? So it no, may not necessarily be hard skills. It may, hey, I took a public speaking. I'm at the local Toastmasters course. So hey, that's some gold, bro. I, I dig my Toastmasters. <laughs> yeah, man. so learn how to speak. Then three, your pitcher, dude. Your pitcher, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting raw <laughs> like here. We've seen some good guys burn. <laughs> so yeah. your pitcher on LinkedIn, when we say a professional headshot, just with a clear background and smile so we don't think you're a cyborg from the planet Alderaan, right? Ultra you have, tough guy. You, you have a personality, like, hey, you're smiling. Also, too, like, in this, do we all love the gun, gear, PSD, pick? If, you're, if, you're, if you work and live in that, that uh, non, non-permissive or high-threat environment, that's your deal. But breaking in to corporate EP, uh, close protection, which Everything. are two Executive different things. Yeah. Executive protection is one thing. Corporate protection is another. Diplomatic is a whole other realm, guys. There's yeah. layers. So... And third, and then into entertainment, that's another player yeah, where it gets sideways too. <laughs> but third is when you send me a resume and it says more hand to hand combat Iraqi veteran at ernestborg9.org.gmail.com. Trim it down, guys. Keep it professional. Try to keep it a name because those are little minute things where it's just like, oh, this dude's big on hard skills, which I like, but. Does he have the social intelligence to survive and not scar our brand? Like I was literally sitting next to a dude on a job interview one time and it was me and this dude going head up. Client was like, both of y'all come meet me for lunch. Bring your wives. Like, yo, for real. So I'm sitting here, me and my wife, I'm like, don't mess this up, babe. I'm sitting here in this interview and I'm sitting here, this other dude, he's bigger than me. He's jacked than me or whatever. And uh, dude... 
so we're so this gets into social dynamics. This gets into et- etiquette. I'm sitting here. I'm working the table. I'm working my forks outside in, doing the whole deal. You know, manners, everything. Watching, scanning, paying attention. Dinner etiquette is a big thing. You can big watch thing, it online, bro. dude. That's big. this is this is. I'm writing a book. Social dynamics of executive protection. Stand by. You know what I'm saying? And also podcast coming up. Executive protection lifestyle is gonna be all about this stuff. But I'm sitting here at this table, man. And we're being interviewed. He's asking us questions. He's watching us, watching the way we interact with our wives, the whole nine. And he offers this other gentleman salad. And the other gentleman looks at him and he's like, I don't eat rabbit food. (laughs) And I was like, thank you. (laughs) I was just like, and that was it. And that's that's all it took. And you know why you eat rabbit food when you're with a client for that one reason? Drop it. (laughs) Just (laughs) let him know that. Hey, just... Whatever is the cleanest, leanest, and non-messiest thing. So big detail, um, I had a bunch of highly experienced special operation guys that was yeah. mandatory for the client. I came and ran it. These guys came in. The client who, you know, uh, can beyond wealth, yeah. um, out of the blue, just tells everyone to sit down and join everyone for dinner. And these guys were panicking because we're at a... Bouchon, uh, you know, a seven-course meal, oh, French. Shit, game on. So you it's just like your etiquette. Don't order spaghetti. Don't be that. Don't guy. order a hamburger. Order a salad, something that you can yeah. nibble and be clean. And so you're at the king's spin- table, yo. Yeah, if so- the king's doing salad, have a salad. Bro. You know what I'm saying? You like salad right now, bro. And don't, and don't get your little booger hooks yeah. in the bread <laughs> and start digging around. Yeah, you know, man. and mix up. So dinner etiquette that can be done. You can watch all that stuff on on YouTube, yeah. but that's. These, these are key and crucial things, guys, that, that we talk about because the guys that raise up are the ones that have emotional intelligence. They have the personalities. And this is my trademark. So don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's when to be the butler and when to be the bartender. Yeah, no. When to give silent service silent that's not recognized yeah. and you execute it and put back. Yeah. Or when it's a bartender where you're multitasking, you're making a drink and solving the problem, right? right? So like, you know, bartending, you know, so you're driving home and he's like, yo, can you take me to that one place we went on last Thursday with the orange curtains? And you're like, yeah, I got you. This is is a big thing, guys. So new CEOs and clients these days, they have empathy and they have, they're a higher level of leading with emotional intelligence. So when you get in the car and the client goes, Hey Byron, how was your day? Or hey Aaron, how's your how was your weekend? Yeah. You just go, it was great. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Open it and close it. Don't go. Well, uh, I got the pool in. The wife's blah blah. No oh, man, you're killing yourself. You're <laughs> yes. killing yourself. They're they're just there to just let you know that they're acknowledging your presence. Your, your presence. Life, you're there. Respectful. So open up and 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 shut it up, guys. That's a a big thing. Talking too much will like we're doing right now. Yeah. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here <laughs> yeah. in like five more minutes or something. But, you know. So. Uh, Hey, Ashlyn, see, uh, chimed in. Good to see you. Um, please reach out. I need to follow up with some stuff on you. Um, so, hey, guys, you know, overnight success takes about 10 years. So yeah. grind, <laughs> dig it out. Uh, you know, your failures or, or I don't say you cannot fail in this industry. Sometimes you, you win, sometimes it, you learn. It's a, it's a lesson learned. Yeah. 100%. Learn from them, correct it, and keep your, your hard skills sharp. Yeah. But continue to polish and evolve. Your soft, soft skills, skills, communication, etiquette. Go to a Toastmaster. Yeah. Take a public speaking. LinkedIn Learning. Yeah. They have classes on how to uh, converse with an, an executive. Awesome. Um, you know, I so yeah, and it, it changed changed mine with with my boss because he would say, "Do this program," and I'd dish out this big like the how, the why, and how we're we gonna do it. And you'd be all he technical, and he'd I would like just say, "What is the budget? 
<laughs> what is my timeline? Yeah. I will get it done. And then he's like, Burr. this dude's cool. He comes back right then. Yeah. So, um, so, hey, bro, yeah. we're live here. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing work. Right? <laughs> so, all right, hey, guys, we'll just close it out. Um, but, yeah, man, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to scroll back through and check out the, the questions. And if there's anything we missed, circle back around and bang out some content. Um, until next time, yo, this is Byron Rogers with Executive Protection Lifestyle and uh, Bravo Research Group. And we'll see y'all on the next video. Take care, guys. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible contributing to this brand what we're doing here making it so that i can bring better guests on making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an america a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that the lifestyle behind that you guys are already killing it one dollar a month five dollars a month ten bucks a month twenty bucks a month whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on mcdonald's hey you want to put it towards something that's going to good use put it towards a podcast and get involved in our our patreon account at executive protection lifestyle.com and if you want to find me that's byron rogers motivation.com um you know do whatever you can contribute whatever you can to that patreon account because it makes all of these things possible ladies and gentlemen so much love Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom, and no podcast would be complete without a word to my sponsors, the companies that believe in me, and that give us the opportunity to get cool stuff at a discount. So Rogue American Apparel, awesome American clothing. Check them out the second you see their gear. You'll know what I'm talking about. Sidekick mounts, all the cool videos you see me making with first-person shooter stuff, videos with cameras mounted on my weapon and all this other fun trash. Check them out. Primary weapon systems, simply the best rifles that are being made right now. It really is the evolution of, of, of it's the evolution of, of guns and evolution of rifles. Check them out. They make the best rifles, hands down, because of their piston system. There's a science behind it. Check them out. Gray Man Suit Company, all the different, you know, we've all had the idea of like, man, why does executive protection, why are we doing these suits? We can't move. It's hot. It's terrible. They make suits for what we do with the stretch where you need it with the reinforcement in the suits where you need it where the pockets in the suits where you need it duke defense all the different accessories that you need to make your rifle manipulations and everything and also your pistol stuff faster duke defense check them out all these companies have given me a code use my name byron b-y-r-o-n for 10 percent off byron b-y-r-o-n at checkout online on their websites for 10 percent off Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing, Executive Protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at Executive Protection Lifestyle 
byronrogersmotivation.com. If you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.